Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Reverend Nessie of New Birth Ministries in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I've been online preaching the Word of God for years, and it is an honor. And it is something that I'm going to do until either the day I die or until Jesus comes back. Thank you, Lord, for calling me. Yes, Lord, I say yes and amen. I hope that everything is going good with you guys that are listening to this. God bless you. And there's so much going on in the world today. All that I can tell you is continue to pray. Continue to pray and keep your relationship with the Lord because He knows everything. He knows things that we don't know. Amen. He has all the answers. So have faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for coming into our lives. Thank you for calling us to you. Uh, we, You're just awesome. Nobody can replace you. There's nobody in this world, no matter how high or what title they have, there's nobody that can replace you in our lives. We thank you for sending your son Jesus down on the cross to die for us, to shed his blood for us. Nobody else would do that. He became sin in order for us to be forgiven for every single sin in this world. And for that, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for dwelling inside of us and teaching us and being our leader, being our guide, and showing us the things that if it wasn't for you, we would not know. Father God, use me to teach this word today in Jesus' name. It caused somebody not, I'm not doing this to get my name out or anything like that. I'm doing this, Lord God, so that somebody can see that Jesus died for them. And there's nothing they can do that would turn him away or turn him off from them. He loves everybody. So God, use my voice to bring somebody, hallelujah, to the cross, and amen. I would like to start this with uh, St. John chapter 2. No, actually chapter 3. John chapter 3, that's Big John, okay, not the three little ones in the back, but it's uh, Big John before that one, actually. And um, it reads like this. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man could do these miracles that thou do, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound of thereof, but, cannot, uh, but canst not tell whence he, it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. And I apologize, but I write my Bible, and I colored that one. I loved it so much, I colored it, and it's hard, it's hard to read through. I know, I know, guys. It's hard to read through the colors. But I got it. And like I said, if you mark your Bible up too much, at least you're keeping notes. You mark it up too much, 
get another one. Amen. And I, I bless the man out there that's listening to this that helped me to get another one. God bless you a hundredfold. Amen. Nicodemus answered and said, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a matter, a master of Israel, and knoweth not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. Uh, if I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall you believe? If I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Amen. So, see, people are still asking after all these years, people are still asking, how can a person be born again? Amen. There's some who ask to be born again. Praise the Lord. And we thank God for each and every one. And I hope after this, after you hear this, that uh, you ask to be born again. But there's still some people saying, how can a grown person be born again? What do you mean by that? I mean, there's just some people who are, they have a negative spirit, okay? And they always find something wrong with it, okay? Um, they don't want to read the Bible. They, won't, they don't want to understand what God means. They don't want to ask God because, you know, they don't want to have a, they don't want to, you know, drop their pride and ask God exactly what did Jesus mean by this, Dad? You know, they don't want to ask him. They think they know everything, but this they didn't know. They didn't know this 2000, over 2,000 years ago, and to this day, some people still don't know. Amen? You have to go through the washing of the word, and that's why he means if you're not born of you have to be born of water and of spirit. So in other words, what Jesus is saying is if your flesh is running your life, you're going to fail. Amen. If you go by the Spirit, the Spirit of the Holy, uh, the Spirit of our God, Holy God, Amen. No other spirit, none of these fake spirits down here on earth, none of these temper. Don't go by anything temporary. Satan and his 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 magic and his witches and warlocks and demons and devils and all that kind of stuff. That's temporary. It's not gonna get you anywhere. Amen. It might make you float in the center of the room, and it might make you float a glass across the, the room, across the table, or some, something entertaining and stupid, okay? But it's not going to save your soul and take you to heaven. Jesus died on a cross so that we can be saved from sin, hell, and death, and to be able to see the new kingdom, the new heaven and the new earth, okay? And he wants you to be there. He died for you. I don't care what you did before in your life. I don't care how you were raised. No matter what you've gone through, everybody has a story, amen? Nobody's perfect. And if some of us would hear the stories of our friends or other people that we know, if we heard their stories, we would wonder why they're still alive today. Because God brought them through. Amen. Now, it's, it starts out, says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man was high esteemed, okay, highly esteemed. He was well known. Everybody knew him. He was a teacher, whatever you want to call the, whatever title you want to give him today, right? And he said he came to Jesus by night. Watch it. He came at night, right? You, did you, when you were younger, okay, did you ever have, especially you pretty young ladies out there or pretty ladies that used to be young, <laughs> Did you ever have somebody that came to visit you and they always waited till night? They always waited until it was dark. 
those people are slick and sly, and it, it stops now. You got to stop it. If they can't come see you in in light in the daytime, whenever people can see them, cut cut the cord, kick them to the curb. Amen. Because you are a child of God. You are beautiful, and God made you that way. And you are to be um, you are to be uh, esteemed. You are you are to be respected. Amen. So this guy tips up on Jesus at night. <laughs> okay. And he said unto him, Rabbi, but he did call him Rabbi though, right? See, he did call him Rabbi. We know that you're a teacher come from God. Okay. He, he's, he's admitting to Jesus that we know you're a teacher that God has sent here. Okay. And now look, if he's a teacher, if he's a teacher sent by God, why is he coming up to him at night when nobody can see you? Right. Okay. And he said unto him, we know that your teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles which you do except God be with you. Now, if he thought that God, okay, he didn't think, he knew, okay, he knew that God was using Jesus for miracles, amen? Jesus was doing fantastic things, and, and he saw, he. Then this is what we call secret discipleship. How many people do we have right now who are secret believers? I think that uh, there was a group from my area that made a song called, I think, Secret, Secret Believers or something like that. That song is awesome. And, but there are a lot of people who are secret believers, especially people in other countries. Other countries besides the United States, okay, we're blessed over here in the United States more than what we think. The things that we complain about in the United States, people in other countries wish they had. But there are people in other countries who are getting killed and maimed, and raped, and murdered, and their churches are being burned down for believing in Jesus Christ. Amen? And it just started to hit the United States strongly recently. So, folks, we got to get it together. Okay? So, this guy's a secret disciple of Jesus. Okay? And he's confessing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he's doing miracles. And he said... We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou do, doest, except God be with him. Then verse 3, Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Jesus is giving him the secrets to living a kingdom life. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That reminds me of a movie that I watched last night, and I'm not going to go too deep in it, because as my rabbi friend, Rabbi Weiss, told me, he don't want to get too deep and, and ruin a movie for other people, right? Uh, God bless him. I love him, him and his family, um, and little Israel. But, you know, the movie in uh, this, the book of Eli, it shows that... Uh, you, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. There's a guy who want, really, really wanted the Bible, okay? But he wanted it, um, he went about it erroneously. He was very ignorant and mean, and he mistreated people and everything, and he wanted to get this Bible. See, but you have to, he tried to use, thank you, Lord, he tried to use his own ways of trying to get it. Amen. He was trying to do it on his own accord. Amen. He wasn't trying to do it properly. He wasn't trying to do it God's way. He didn't ask. He just wanted to take and take 
and take. And it's just like the devil. The devil wanted power. He wanted God's power. But he, he wanted to be like God. Okay. But his mistake was stepping out. Okay. Of his shoes and trying to wear somebody else's. Trying to be a God. Trying to be a part of the Godhead. The triune. It's, we worship a triune God. Not a quadruple, okay, whatever. Okay, there's not four in a Godhead. There's three in a Godhead. Amen? And Satan tried to do it his way. He tried to get power on his own. And that's how he messed up this earth for us. This is why Adam and Eve went through what they went through. This is why we're going through what we're going through now. The things you're going through now that are very negative, God did not do that to you. Satan did. We have to go the right way. We have to follow the correct path. To get to where we're supposed to get. To be in God's presence. God is not going to allow sin in his presence. God is not going to allow evil. He's not going to allow misery. He's not going to allow selfishness. Hatred. Abuse. Those things cannot step up to God our Father. Until they are humbled. Until all that pride and everything drops. And these people repent. Amen. And this is what this man was trying to do. He was trying to get the word of God. He wanted it. He wanted that Bible. He was trying to get it. But he was going all, he was killing people, rape, everything, just abusing people. And well, I'll let you watch the movie for the rest of the story. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it, tell, it tells a wonderful, wonderful um, story about, it tells uh, the moral of the story. Um, it, it, it all leads to the kingdom of God. I'll leave it at that. Amen. Go God's way. And Jesus is telling us, if, if, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. And then he tells us, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter in, into the kingdom of God. The washing of the word. Okay. Well, it, yes, it's talking about baptisms, okay, but the main thing that he's talking about here is going through the washing of the word, the washing. And what people don't understand is Jesus is the word. When you hold your Bible, amen, and when you read those words, the red and black print on, your, on those pages, that's Jesus. That is the spirit of Christ. That's Jesus Christ on paper. And the only way that you will be able to understand those words is through the Holy Spirit of God. Ask Him. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Ask Him what the scriptures mean. Ask Him what the morals of, of these stories that you're reading about in the Bible, what they're for. Ask Him what you are supposed to know. Tell Him to show you what you need to know, not just for yourself, but so that you can go out and help others. Amen? When Jesus speaks of the washing of the word, he is talking about being washed in the water of the word and by his blood. You are to be covered by Jesus' blood. When Jesus died on a cross, blood and water came out of his body, which means he expelled everything he could to stop you from going to hell and living an eternity in a bad place. He did this for you. The big brother of the family of God did this specifically for you. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not good enough to be saved. You don't have to clean yourself up and go to God. Go to God first and allow him to clean you up. Amen. The song says, what can wash away my sin? 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Nothing but the blood of Jesus and the word. Read the word. You are what you eat. And when you digest the word, when you digest this Bible, you are digesting God. You're allowing him to get down into your soul, get down into your body, your spirit, your sinew, your muscles, your skin, hair, nails, teeth, breath. Amen. Your, your, your muscles, your, your, your bones. Okay. Take God in. Take him in. The more you wash yourself with the word, the more you read the word, the more you will stop worshiping that nasty, lusting flesh. Flesh gets in a lot of people's way. Some people, they say, I can't hear God. Um, I, I don't understand the Bible. Um, it's, it's mumbo jumbo to me. Because their flesh is too strong. They're serving the flesh instead of trying to strengthen their spirit. And a lot of people have that know-it-all attitude. You can't teach them anything. And this is why they can't hear from God. This is why they can't hear God when he speaks to them. Okay, they're so, some people are so under influences high, drunk, and, and mean, and they don't even pray before they go to sleep. And then they wonder why God doesn't even speak to me in my dreams. Cause, because you're under a different influence. Are y'all waiting for him? Are you prepared? Are you ready for him? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This story talks about the ignorance of a Jewish leader. This guy would, look, how would you like to sit under a leader that's ignorant? Doesn't know anything. They think they do. And there's a lot of these people out here. They think they know everything. They suffer from spiritual blindness. Amen. I spoke to somebody today. Um, in uh, it hurt me. It hurt me to my core. I talked to a pulpit preacher that's been in the pulpit for years. I mean, they don't preach much, but I mean, they served in the pulpit. We'll say it that way um, for years. And and uh, they told me today. You know, some people, when you're talking about this um, election stuff or whatever, you know, when you start talking about politics, some people get like real indignant. (laughs) You know, they'll hurt your feelings, right? And this preacher told me, I told this preacher, I said, I will not vote for anybody who likes abortion, who backs abortion. I'm not going to do it. I said, I made too many many mistakes in my life to, to make another one like that on purpose. And this preacher told me, she said... I believe in abortion. She said, whatever a woman wants to do with her body, that's her business. We are not to judge. But God tells us we are going to judge. Amen. Hallelujah. That's word, guys. That is word. God says we are going to judge. Amen. In fact, whenever you go to the Bible and you look in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, It says, do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you hear? Do you hear, guys? And then 1 Corinthians 6, 2 says, um, I mean, 6, 3 says, know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? You are going to judge angels. Amen. So people need to stop saying 
who are you? Who am I to judge? Or who are you to judge? Who do, you must not know who you belong to. You are the child of the Most High God, the Father, and you are one. You're going to judge. And he said you're going to be judging angels as well. Amen. Now, you're going to be judging righteously. You're going to be judging for the kingdom, not because of um, a personal vendetta that you have against somebody, see, but you will judge. And I believe that a lot of women uh, are backing off from uh, being against, um, speaking up against abortion and killing babies. That's exactly what it is, killing children, whether they're in the womb or out of the womb, because I truly believe that a lot of them had abortions. Okay, and this is where the error comes in. If you have and you ask God to forgive you, it's gone. Why do you keep condemning yourself over it? It ain't it's you know what? This is nothing but the enemy condemning you and trying to make you feel bad. And God already forgave them. God already forgave them because they have one. They feel like, oh, well, you know, how how can I who am I to judge? I had one, too. It's gone. It's like you're still claiming something that God forget. Oh, wait. Do you still have that on your heart? You're in error. You are wrong. And this is why a lot of people are afraid to speak up because they did that thing that they should be speaking against. Amen. Okay. And which also lets you know that they have not forgiven themselves and the enemy is still whispering in their minds or they will tell once you had an abortion like that. Okay. Uh, let me, let me let you know right now, God forgave you. If you ask him to forgive you, he forgave you and he forgave you so that you will not do it again. Number one. And number two, so that you can go out and tell other women not to do it. It is a bad thing to do. When God sends a baby to this earth, the worst thing you can do is kill it. Send it back and tell him that his gift is not good enough for you. And that's exactly what we're doing. Amen. When that happens, people are sending the baby back and telling God, I don't like your gift. Your good, your gift is not good enough for me. Amen. What does James 1.17 say? Let me see. Hold on. Let me turn to James 1, 17. Um, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variable, no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good gift comes from God. So, first of all, if God sent you something good, why are you killing it? Why are you sending it back to him? You're telling him that what God does is not good enough for you. Isn't that vanity? Amen. Amen. God created Lucifer to be one of the greatest, beautiful. The Bible says he was one of the most beautiful angels in heaven. But he wanted more. Vanity. Selfishness. He didn't accept it. He didn't accept God's gift either. He wanted to be a part of the Godhead. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Except you be born again, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. You have to be born again. The song, there's a song out there that says, you must be born again. Amen. Be born again. Allow Jesus to cleanse your heart. Stop trying to get things done your own way. Amen. Hallelujah. 
do things God's way. I know a young man right now, Lord bless his soul. That man fought. This young man fought and fought. He went out there. Okay, he he went to college. He hung with his friends. He did his own thing and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, these kids got into demonic. Yeah, I don't even know what to call it. Devil worship, demonic uh, activity, and then they went around doing the, the the devil signs with their fingers and saying things to each other, and just breaking their parents' hearts and things like that, right? And for a long time, this young man didn't even want you to mention the name Jesus to him. He didn't want to hear about the Bible. He actually came out and said he hated the Bible, and this went on for a long time. But the prayers of the righteous, y'all, hey, amen, I'm telling you what I know. If any of you are experiencing something like that with your children, hang in there. Hold on. Hold on to God's unchanging hands because the prayers of the righteous, the Bible says what? Availeth much, amen. The righteous pray, the righteous pray, his parents pray. Some of his friends prayed, siblings prayed, and sure enough, it's gotten to the point now where he wants to hear more. He's picking up Bibles now, see? But it's a personal thing. Some things is good to testify. I always tell people, if God does something good for you, let people know about it, right? But some things you just got to hold up on too, okay? You got to hold up because while God is working on this young man, the last thing that his relatives and his friends and, and, and you know, people in his life want to do is just blabbermouth it out. Everybody wants to be the first to tell a story. No, let God do the work first and let that person, let the person God is working on testify. And after they testify and it is out there, then you can step in and start working on it and let people know God's real. Amen. God is real. Hallelujah. God is real, but you got to go through Jesus. You got to go through the washing of the word, y'all. Amen. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. And a lot of people say that you have to be baptized. Baptism is great. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, downplay water baptism. Okay. Baptism, baptism is great because Jesus went down in the water. He didn't get sprinkled, you know. God bless those that have been sprinkled, but Jesus went down in the water. He didn't get sprinkled. But if you look at other situations in the Bible, people who accepted Jesus Christ and became saved, a lot of them didn't go down in the water. Everybody didn't get baptized. Amen. There's people that accepted Jesus Christ and water had nothing to do with it. When you're reading all through, well, not the baptism water, the washing of the word, the word, yes. Okay. But see, some people overdo the baptism thing too. Now, it is nice, but but I'll say it this way. Baptism, water baptism, uh, physically, is not necessary to salvation. If you are in a inner city, and you're in a dirty place, you're living outside, amen, you have nowhere else to go, you're not eating, your hair is messed up, uh, you're, you're dirty, haven't been cleaned in a long time, and a preacher comes by and preaches Jesus to you, and you feel it, okay? And, and you're like, wow, you know, I've been missing out on this. Yes, I want Jesus, you know? And so you say what we call the, the sinner's prayer and everything, okay? As soon as you do that, <laughs> Jesus accepts you, right? 
Jesus accepts this person and he loves this person. And if Jesus came two seconds later, that person's gone where? Heaven. That person's going to go up, be, be raptured, caught up in the air with Jesus. Amen. You think, okay, here's, here's a question. Do you think that if that person out in the inner city in the streets, dirty, okay, just accepted Jesus Christ, and, and, and two minutes later, Jesus came, okay, the rapture came, do you think that Jesus would leave them behind because they weren't dipped in water first? I don't think so. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> amen, amen. Oh, my goodness, I don't think so. In fact, I know Jesus is not going to leave that person behind. Hallelujah. See, while we're arguing about, um, while we're down here arguing about um, religious things, you know, religiosity and legalism and ceremonialism, Jesus is sitting up there waiting for us to just get it right. And bring people to the cross. Bring people to him. Let people know that they are free. You can't tell a person, well, you have to get baptized. If I lead you to the sinner's prayer, you have to get baptized afterwards. That's not nice. Okay? It's good if they do. It's a wonderful thing if they do. Okay? Because a lot of people, I was one of them. When I went down into the water, okay, I got baptized a couple times. When I went down into the water... I was about 21 years old. I came up and I was speaking in tongues. But can we not speak in tongues without the water? I think we can. Amen. We can speak in tongues without the water as well. Hallelujah. So, the washing of the word. I t- I'll end this by saying, you must be born again. Except a man be born of water, which is the washing of the word and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If you want to enter into the kingdom of God and get rid of all the stuff that's happening to you down here, which all of it's negative, I can't think of too much of anything um, that does, isn't that some kind of negative uh, negativity attached to it, right? So be saved. Are you saved? I'm asking you now. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? If he came two minutes after this, would you go back with him? That's something to think about. Make up your mind. Make up your mind, amen. If you want to be saved right now, real quick, if you want to be saved, there's no one, two, three, get a notebook, nothing like nothing like that. Just say this, <laughs> okay? Jesus, forgive me of my sins, and I thank you. Thank you for being there for me. I accept you as my Savior. I accept you as my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Teach me your ways, and I will keep my heart open to you. Amen. Amen. And that's all there is to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I tell people, go out and find a Bible-believing Hopefully, tongue-talking church, amen, or at least find a church that's working on it, <laughs> okay, because when you talk in tongues, the devil doesn't know what you're saying. Isn't that cool? And a lot of people say, I don't know how to talk in tongues. It, make it up. You better make it up and let God, you start it and God will finish it for you, amen. Stop letting the devil know your business. You know, some of us are telling our business to him openly. He has an open line, you know. 
Um, so find a good church, start learning about Jesus. And when he comes, I'll see you in heaven. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Hallelujah. And may the Lord give, put his countenance on you. So when people look at you, they'll see him. Amen. I still pray for that myself today. I don't want people to see SE. I want people to see God. I want people to see the Lord in my face, the love of God in me. Okay. And may he give you peace inside, outside, your home, your, your environment, your job, your finances, your, your family, your relationship, everything, your neighborhood, your country. May he give you shalom, peace. Hallelujah. Reverend Essie, signing off. God bless you. And I will see you again.